0: Welcome to Cast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kooza Global. The word Kooza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes, as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cousa cast Today, my guest is Claire Minchin, who runs uh, Vumbuya Africa, which is a tour operator um, that focuses largely on um, accessible travel within Africa. Welcome, Claire. Thank you very much. Yeah, great, great to great to have you on the the podcast. You know what I'm trying to do is get people in various different aspects of of the industry, and I found your your focus, particularly of, of interest um, because of, of your obvious need to be as inclusive um, with offering travel to as many people as, as possible. So tell us a bit about the, the inspiration of Womboya of Africa and uh, just a little bit more about what the company does and, and your focus. Right. Um, well, I
1: mean, the company was initially developed by Keith Johnston, who's the operations manager. Um, and he started this in, in sort of a year prior to the COVID pandemic, and his focus was in the desire for people to experience Africa, Africa which is a con- continent he absolutely loved, because he was born there and he spent many years living and working all over it. But during the pandemic, I became really interested in who holidays in the various countries in Africa, how that experience is viewed, and, and really sort of why people choose to travel there. Um, But my background is as a social worker, so I've worked most of my working life um, in supporting families with children who have a range of disabilities, so I mean obviously I'm really aware that for families, holidays are expensive often if they need um, particular accommodation, challenging if you've got someone with additional needs and that people, never really feel confident that that the accommodation they book um will meet their needs or that the activities they want to go on will be manageable um so so you know i'm increasingly keith and i were talking about you know how do we ensure that people who want to go regardless of age disability infirmity can actually do that Um, and i think the other element for me personally was that I have first hand experience because I interrailed in Europe with my daughter a few years ago. Right. Um well at that time she required a wheelchair and it had impacted on the tail end of her education. She couldn't go to university, she couldn't fly, um, hence why we decided to interrail. Um, so we were away for a month and it was very enjoyable. It was exhausting for her, in spite of careful planning. Um, and there were numerous occasions actually where we booked assistance to get on or off the train and particularly in europe they can be really high um mm. from the ground and the assistance would fail to arrive and we were then at the, the mercy of kind fellow travelers usually large men who were willing to lift her and her wheelchair on and off the vehicle um and also things like accommodation which we booked really carefully to be all on one level and you'd arrive and find Oh, yes it was on one level once you were in the door but there were a couple of steps to get in it um, so you know i think that experience for me made me really realize why people find it quite difficult to to trust where they're going will meet their needs so really i suppose it was on the back of that combined experience that keith and i developed from rumba africa into company that it is today so we use peak knowledge wide knowledge of africa and mine, which is growing with a number of trips I've done now. Um, um, but that's really invaluable to knowing where people would like to go and what's out there. And then my understanding of the challenges of accessibility. Um, I'm trying to ensure that we match our clients with accommodation, itineraries and transport, et cetera, that actually meet their individual needs. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fascinating, a fascinating uh, line of work to be in um you know trying to cater for for um for people with with varying abilities or, or disabilities what 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 um you know we, we live in a world where where terminology is so widely scrutinized what terminology do you prefer use using when it comes to <laughs> you know the the you know we have to be so careful now oh yeah
1: well i mean i I trip myself up numerous times, and and to be fair, I mean, you know, you you, you try to do, but I mean, you're you're never going to be entirely politically correct for everybody. And some people, uh, you know, have you know more more terminology that they stick to, and others are um, are more you know able to be flexible. But I mean, I just talk about accessibility, um, and like I say, it's a word I don't really like because it just means different things to different people. Um, but what we are aiming to do and what we try to get across is that you know, you don't have to have a disability, you might just be a person who, you know, currently or since the time that you booked has an injury, which requires you might be on practice or something, but you still want to do that trip. You might be an older person who's traveled numerous times but actually finds that their mobility is less than it was because they've got. Dodgy hips, dodgy knees, the things that come to all of us with older age. And it might be that you have autism and struggle with, you know, lots of noise in a given place or that you're, you know, full time in a wheelchair and need a carer. Mm. So, I mean, really try to, to ask our clients what it is they want, um, what it is they need, um, and be guided by how, how they present themselves really.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, do you think that that uh, members of the community that 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 struggle with, um, you know, with 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 uh, with physical ability uh, to what to whatever extent, do you think that they are comfortable if if the the cost? May not be, uh, you know, is, is higher than, than, than it would be if they weren't needing specific requirements. I know that I've had, um, uh, sort of discussions with tour operators in the past who say that, you know, for uh, full on accessible vehicles that, you know, may cost more to adapt uh, or hotels or lodges or, you know, tents or whatever, um, that a client who may need those facilities shouldn't be charged anymore as a client doesn't. Um, what's your view on that?
1: Well, yes, I mean, really, they should have access to, to the same things that other people access. I mean, yeah. I think most people who want to travel recognize that there may be um, sort of some additional cost, but, but I think that's partly why we try to, I mean, we have a number of partners. Um, so we do a range of, of um, tours for, for any client group that wants to go. But what we've tried to do and what we're increasingly trying to do is to to ensure that that we've got a number of places that we know are accessible. So actually, they're already set up so Mm. they couldn't see any different. Clearly, you know, if you need a bigger vehicle, if you need one which is ramped and whatnot, that that, you know, in Africa, that that can be more expensive. You know, we don't have like the taxis, you know, the London taxis that you get in the UK that, you know, allow a wheelchair to go in. Um, but we've also got um you know, a couple of countries where we've got people on board who have been doing accessible tours for a long time and they actually already are set up. They've got the vehicles that they need, um, if they need to have, you know, funds that people can get into with a wheelchair. Um so they're already set up and not putting things prices over and above. Um I don't know whether you've got anything else that Keith that you'd add for that.
2: And, and and also i mean some of the vehicles that are in use at the moment are adaptable they can have you know they can have seats in or seats out and they can adapt it. so people that are what's it uh, able-bodied yeah they can the vehicle can be used for that yes if um if they need to have a wheelchair no a wheelchair in but no no seating they can take the seating out Yes. So the vehicles are are, are
1: are can be used either way. And I mean we try very hard when we're when we're travelling and when we're speaking to partners to, to get people to see that, that actually the things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. If you're careful how you span your rooms when you're designing them, um, you know, they're they're usable by all people. Yes. Um and and what's not to like about a, a ramped front when you've got a pile of luggage. <laughs> For sure, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. No absolutely you know, I, 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 but I've sat in the in the lobby of a hotel um, just below Table Mountain um, and every single person that got out of every single taxi went up the ramp even though it was, you know, sort of two levels because they didn't want to climb the stairs. So, right. you know, it, it it's what's suitable for people. So we spend a lot of time trying to say to people, you know, it's not an either-or frequently. You know, you just need to be a little bit um, clearer thinking. Mm. Um, and like you says, you know, a, a, a safari vehicle can have seats that go out and a ramp that will go on the side. And, you know, it's not that, that difficult to, to be available to everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, how how do the vehicles generally get uh, adapted? You know, I think most, most of us think of safari vehicles as these I mean, it's difficult enough to get on and off them with, with, with you know, with no. Quite. With, right. Yeah. So. Five
1: foot one. I have difficulty climbing up. And um, well, they. I mean, some of them are ramped at the back.
0: Oh, okay. Um.
1: Some have hydraulic lifts mm. to one side. Um depending on how steep they are, if you've got an electric wheelchair you can you can take it up or or it might need um you know somebody to assist and push up. But then you'd have um clamps in the back that can clamp the wheelchair in if need be, or if people are part-time wheelchair users, um simply because they can't do a lot of walking, then they can transfer sideways onto a seat um and then have family, friends or whoever sitting next to them around them as you would in any other um environment um i mean kind of a question we have to ask if always if somebody is in an electric wheelchair because some of them can be very big you have, check, you have to check the height because the angle up and into a vehicle might be um might be problematic um but it, it being aware and asking those questions so that they're sorted before somebody gets out there and finds that actually they have a lot of headspace to get you know to get their vehicle, their chair up and into the vehicle mm so you're so
2: look, you're li- sorry. carry on keith um so the vehicle that we use at the moment the, the roof in the language are actually higher than the normal vehicle already so they've they've taken that into consideration okay. um they've raised the roof so most most wheelchairs can get in or fit in so mm. um you know, any vehicle you can modify to, when you when you buy a new vehicle make sure the roof is higher and the door's bigger. Um and make sure that the piece are, can be taken up.
1: So mm-hmm. and then there's you know there's other things really that that are much more simplistic, you know most people once they get to say they don't really want to be climbing in because you know it isn't very difficult to, to build a, a sort of a a, a, a a surface beside a vehicle so that there's steps up or a ramp up to the side of it to get in. I mean, we've spent many years having having little sets of steps that people can get onto their horses back in the day. Um, So, you know, why wouldn't you do something similar um, in most of the lodges, really, so that people can easily get into um, a vehicle?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, I looked at your destinations. I mean, in, in Africa, it's quite quite vast. Uh, you know, where are you finding that people are travelling to the most?
1: Um, well, I think the, the the comfortable place to go is is quite often as a start for people is is to go to South Africa because it it's the most known um, and the people know a lot about. Um, you know, Table Mountain and the penguins, and going up Robin Island and and places like that. Um, but and then people sort of think, but the things they kind of know. Oh, I want to go to Victoria Falls. You know, so you can go to that from the Zambia side or the Zimbabwe side. Um, Kenya, Kenya, yeah, yeah, Kenya and Tanzania. Uganda. Yeah, they're they're key um, safari destinations, yes. which are are known from the mainstream, I suppose. Yes.
0: Um, and Uganda in particular, because I mean, I ripped into a, a company in Uganda, Pinnacle Africa, and they, they, um, of course, do the gorilla trekking. So, I mean, when it comes to things like that, you know, people I think automatically assume that it's it can't be done. But I, you know, I think we know that.
1: Oh, you can go and see the gorillas if yes. you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we spent a couple out. I mean, they, they were actually. Um, Able body that went out last year. Um, but they, they actually went to see, you know, we asked them to double check it. So there's a sedan chair carried by guys if you want it. Um, you know, obviously not everybody would be able or willing to be, um, lifted and carried by others. And you do have to be mindful of, you know, the rules and regulations in different countries, but it is certainly possible to go to the gorillas Mm. if you want to. Um, and, and be carried there yeah um, so yeah hostility. and
0: you i mean you've um i think there's something like 45 years of combined experience in africa what um <laughs> what uh have you seen change in, in recent years i mean i know since covid there was a lot of changes about and um in terms of of what you focus on what uh have you seen a, a massive increase in the last few years, or is there still, you know, a, a long way to go with with uh, with the progress being made?
1: Well, I think progress is always is always slow, and I think people, um, how you know, they tend to stick with what they know as as a you know a, a system that works. But I think there's much more recognition of the range of people that that want to travel, I think there's recognition that there is a lot of people in the Europe and America and who, who have history with with Africa. They have family, they have friends. They might not live there anymore, but actually they want to keep going back, and and they are they they have found it harder. So I think there's a recognition that there's a a range of people within the tourism. You know the the, the the um client tourism client group um but they need to be able to um to support and you know their needs need to be met so i mm. think there's a, a, a growing understanding that um it, things need to be in place i think what is difficult like i said is you know that term accessibility which means one thing and to one person and one thing to somebody else so i came to say to people to, to you know our partners when we go out and when we talk to people about what they've done and what they might need to do, you know, I tell don't say you're accessible, tell us what you have. Yes. So that we can then tell you what you might also need to be doing and that we can also then take to our clients, you know, what is it you need? This is what they can offer. Does that meet need? What would they need to do to make that work for you? Um, we've been to, uh, I mean, we've, we've been to places where they've done much and and you sort of oh this is ideal this is absolutely spot on we would be able to recommend this and they say right well we'll just take you to the restaurant and we walk up a flight of stairs and you say well where's the access to- oh well there isn't because this is the other side of the building and the list on the new cup come- well oh well, we can take food downstairs say, why would anybody want to be sitting in another place to eat their meal when the restaurant is upstairs. Yes. Um, so they've kind of done some things, but not others. Um, and then you can actually problem solve with them. I mean, in this particular occasion, we were able to work out that, uh, you know, there was a corridor with a bedroom, and if they were able to access through another door and they changed the flooring on the ground around the swimming pool, you could actually get into the restaurant via a different route. But they haven't thought about it. Um, so you know, things like that, um, that that, that need to be addressed. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely say to people, don't say you're accessible. Tell us what you've got, um, and then we'll we'll work out whose needs it can meet and, yeah. and where it would fall for certain people.
0: Yeah, I mean there's lots of washing I think that that goes on, isn't there? You talk about we people talk about green washing and pink washing and all the kind of different um ways that that people sort of say that they are you know behaving or whatever or or, or mm-hmm. promoting in a certain way and that it's just it's just it's just not up to up to standard is, is is there an international standard uh that you are i mean what's the is there like a basic uh criteria that needs to be followed by everybody um that you can assist with or do you have you just developed that yourself yeah
1: well i mean there are in, in different countries i mean clearly we, we have to be mindful of of what would be acceptable in this country and if somebody wants to do something which is, is slightly different then then they need to be aware that you know that there are you know potential risks to that i.e letting people um, manually assist you um but, I mean, certainly in, in Africa, what you find is that the hearts are huge and, and there will always be people willing to assist or make it work in, in, in whatever form. Um, but, yeah, you do have to be mindful of um, of the rules and regulations and, and make sure that your clients are aware of, of what is on offer and then they accept it or, or they say, no, actually, that's, that's not for me. I don't think this is right way of doing things and until you can do it it can be done differently then, then we would choose not to go mm. um, but, but most people um, you know, as long as you can get the basics right um, if they want to do something a little bit more adventurous they will maybe say well yeah actually um, this is um, this is acceptable I mean for example we've got somebody who is now sort of trying to uh, part time wheelchair user she wants to one of the tracks up Kilimanjaro um, she needs to be able to walk a certain distance per day in order to get from one state to the next Um, and that is what she's building on her stamina at the moment but she will be going with a team of four and if her her stamina doesn't make stand up to it they will assist her and carry her to the next spot Um, and that's the choice that she. Willing
0: to make in order to achieve her dream, which is to go up to Manjaro mm. virtually on her own and steam. Um, own mm. um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh certainly a, a great. I mean, do do you do kind of a door to door service, or is it just from arrival and destination? I mean, do you help out with you know getting to the airport on on this side of the UK?
1: We can do, we, we, people sort their own flights out. We don't get involved in flights. And I mean, flying is a whole, whole other area yes. of, um, area in terms of accessibility, um, you know, eating toileting, everything mm. is, is, um, yeah, I mean, but they say that's a different area. So we, we don't get involved. People sort their own flights out. Um we meet for international flights I mean obviously, if there's an internal flight that that needs to happen and it and it can work, then we'll resort those out yeah. um we we meet we can meet from the airport and we can drop back at the airport um if somebody wanted that service to an airport um in the u k then then we could we could do that and see them on their way mm. um so,
2: so yeah like.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's it's it's uh, yeah, fascinating, fascinating topic, and I just I just hope that uh, it uh, it gets easier and easier as um as it all it all goes as as we head into the future. I, I think that uh, you must be seeing uh, you must be it must be getting better and better. Am I right, or or is it kind of plateauing, or
1: is it, I think you know? been I think it's been slow post pandemic. I think um, particularly you know being just from here in the uk i think you know everybody started out slowly and they've all headed to europe because um and that's the population of the holiday population in general um so i think those those further afield and um and bigger um activities and holidays are are only now beginning to, to come back on board but also i think people have realized that um you know what it was like to be so restricted, and they're now sort of perhaps thinking, well, yeah, we've always wanted to do this, let's do it because mm. you know, we think we never knew the pandemic was going to hit us like it did, and we don't know what else is is out there, so I think there's 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 a lot of planning um, going on, certainly, um, at
0: the moment, yeah, I think most of us have learned to have massive contingency plans in the in the background for anything. That 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 could possibly come close to what happened for you know close to three years now, um, but thank goodness it all yeah I mean it's I think it's it's in the back of most people's minds now, thank goodness and we're all we're all moving forward um, and
1: into the future. It's interesting when you think about it though, I mean it was actually only beginning of last no beginning of this year last year but the last restrictions were listed in some of the summer yeah. last year so so you know if you weren't planning before that um, i'm just trying to think we did a trip and um, everybody else was done oh yeah it's all fine it's all fine and we were still having to uh having to show um certificates and and whatnot so um uh, yeah it, it, in in planning and travel terms it's still you know, not so very far in the background no it's
0: not i mean i i had to show a certificate it was strange i was going from india to nepal and they they said can it, we can we see your vaccination certificate?" and i genuinely said for what like i completely forgotten about <laughs> and uh, i thought they were talking yellow fever or something and i said for, for for vaccination for what and they said no covid and i'm like oh come on you know that was <laughs> that was like two years ago <laughs> but um it's yeah i mean thank goodness but i think yes i mean i think to your point that you know it's it's uh it's not that far in the background and um you know people are still are uh, recovering um and you know we we you know it's it's as much as we want to look at at that it's in the past or whatever covid but i i think that it's just um I think we just all have to realize that we, yeah, just help, keep, keep helping each other is what I'm trying to say, uh, get, get back on the feet. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it has really only been about not, not even a year, maybe six, six months to a year yeah. that, that it's been kind of back to normal. As
2: well. I
1: think the cost of living is also um, impacting a bit on mm. people taking trips, which are, are, are bigger and more expensive. Because there is no doubt, you know, if, you, if you've got an expensive flight before your, holiday
0: even start, that it, it, it be be thought about, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And um so I you know, well done on, on your growth. I mean I see you you're at members now and you're always out and about. Are you gonna be at the World Travel Market in a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> okay,
0: good. Well hopefully we can meet yeah. up again in, in person. I'll I'll also be at the Atta function on on the monday night uh so that's always a good function and hopefully we can see you there but um yeah yeah, otherwise i'll be on the uganda stand please pop through and say hello um and yep i think it's it's going to be a good i think it's going to be the kind of biggest and best uh world travel market, you know for about four four years now so let's um i'm really looking forward to it thank you
1: very much So right. inviting us no, no, to come today. Oh no problem,
0: Claire <laughs> and, and Keith. So I mean how can people get in get in touch with you? Oh
1: come to our web our our website, which is ww.fungoafrica or you can call us on double three zero zero four three two five Nine, eight. Oh, I feel like I'm on Strictly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. I'll put... I'll put yeah, uh... look, at, look us up on our, on our website,
1: um, all the information's there, and, uh, yeah, you can always call
0: us. Um, okay, wonderful.
1: He's usually the quick one to respond. So uh, Wonderful,
0: yeah. wonderful. No, great. I mean, well done on the work that you're doing, and I really hope it, uh, it expands and, and goes goes and i uh, you know to to new heights and i'm sure that there's many people listening that will will get in touch and let's let's hope we can help uh, as many people around the world uh experience you know the beauty of 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 the planet that we that we all love so much Definitely. all right Definitely. thanks claire thanks keith thank um, you very much indeed thanks a lot ciao Bye. Okay. bye, bye. Thanks for tuning in to CusaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to
2: subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on Coozacast.